0: Sales, sales, sales. Today we're going to be talking about spin selling and selling in general is one of the most important things, not only in business, but in life in general. You're always selling yourself on something and realizing that not only are you always selling yourself, but somebody is always selling something to you. Every day we're inundated with advertisements, other people trying to convince us things, influencing and that is why studying sales, even if you're not necessarily a traditional salesman, quote unquote, um, it's important to learn and to understand at least the framework behind some sales. So spin selling is an absolutely incredible book and the acronym SPIN can really, really help you um, even when you're in a high pressure situation to realize that making sure, you know, he who asks the most questions is is winning the conversation. So kind of these questions were um, formulated after uh, 12 years of research by this author and 3500 3, sales calls, 35,000 sales calls, my apologies. And the question that basically Spin is answering is situation questions, problem implication, and then need payoff. And we'll go more in detail with this, but just understanding that framework. So SPIN, situation, problem, implication, need, payoff. So one thing that is very, very important to understand if you're in sales and uh, especially if you're just in business in general is... Most billionaires and millionaires started off. If if they first of all, if they didn't inherit their money, because a decent amount have inherited money, but the self-made ones, most of them started off in sales. Look at Ray Kroc. Look at Elon Musk. Look at um, Mark Cuban. Look at Sam Walton. All these guys, they they did this when they were young. You know, Elon Musk flew from South Africa to Canada with a hundred dollars in his pocket. Kind of lived this nomadic life in Canada, traveled around, took odd jobs. He had to sell himself to people and he eventually, you know, went on to found Tesla, SpaceX, all these different things. But you have to sell the ideas. He is an idea selling person. Ray Kroc, founder of McDonald's. Obviously, there was he purchased it from the McDonald's brothers but he made it what it is today. They were just kind of focused on having one location. He franchised it. He was a master of franchising and a master-master salesman. He spent his whole life and his career basically before McDonald's being a traveling door-to-door salesman. And you know, the stuff he had to sell was insane. He used to have to sell paper cups. Like you remember the little Dixie paper cups? He would sell those. And these are just a few examples, you know, Mark Cuban did door-to-door sales. Um, so many powerful people started off in that situation, and the reason this is important to uh, to at least practice. You know, if you're listening to this and you don't know what to do, I recommend get a sales job. It teaches you fundamental skills that you can apply to anything in life, and it's a lot better to get paid while you're learning than to pay to learn. So it's a lot better to have actual like you know jump in. You know, as I'm say, if if you're uh, worried about starting something jump into it. And next thing you'll know, it'll be halfway over. And it's the same with learning these these vital skills for standing up with your for yourself, negotiation, Um, you'll need these skills throughout your life. And especially since we're kind of our society is basically moving towards eliminating the middleman, you know, in real estate, in uh, car sales, all these different things, eliminating the middleman that does the negotiation for you. So it's important that you not only be able to learn these things so in large situations you can apply these, but in little situations, you know, day-to-day things, selling yourself, persuasion, influence, all these different things are so important. And in a sales situation, asking the right question is so crucial. That's why implementing SPIN, S-P-I-N, can be so transformative. Again, this is backed by 12 years of research and three thirty-five thousand sales calls. That's that's a lot of sales calls. So, you know, again, if uh, you're looking to make some money, I think one of the interesting things with sales and why a lot of people are attracted to it is at a 9 to 5 job, there's a cap on your salary. You know, if you're getting paid $12 an hour, there's a cap on how much you can make, you know, no matter how much. Time you put in no matter how much overtime there's a cap on how much you can make but with sales there's no cap especially you know obviously you want to do commission sales um, and it's kind of a a win-win Pareto efficiency mutually beneficial because you're incentivized to make more sales which in turn helps the company and in turn helps you because you get paid more so take a second and just think about you know what has been your sales experience before listening to this podcast Have you read this book? If so, what do you remember from it? If you haven't, what sales techniques have you tried? What has worked and what hasn't? Now, you can always pause this and take more time to kind of think on that. But it's important to go back and just think a little bit about your personal experience with this stuff. And the reason that it's so vital is you need to kind of, I guess, reflect on what has worked and what hasn't worked, kind of cut out what hasn't worked, double down on what has, Um, making sure that you're not being a man with a hammer, you know, the man with a hammer syndrome, where, you know, if all you have is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. So if, a screw comes along, you're hitting it with a hammer and you're messing stuff up, or a tack comes along, you're messing stuff up, um, and it's the same in sales. You know, if, if your approach is to be aggressive, kind of right away and kind of uh, talk very quickly and da 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 da, that'll work for maybe one personality type, but you have to realize that the reason that personality types are very very important is because you have to learn how to modulate. You know, as Bruce Lee says be like water Um, basically being able to form you know when water sees a cup it becomes cup when water sees a mug it becomes the mug and be like water my friend is what Bruce Lee says and it's the same in sales so realizing that you can apply this framework the good thing with this is it's not saying um, you know it's a one-size-fits-all which is how a lot of traditional sales are taught they're kind of taught, a lot of traditional salespeople are taught that, uh, you know, right away you need to um, kind of, I guess, be real social. And uh, the icebreaker questions, well, it depends the type of person. You know, if you realize they're a social um, action type person, then you could apply that. You could be a little bit more... Um, you know, bouncing all over the place a little bit more and, and then move into the sales. But if you, if you realize someone is very practical, like an accountant or a uh, lawyer, you might not want to do that. That might turn them off a little bit. And if someone is a uh, more emotional person, you might want to kind of explain, you know, where you're coming from and kind of trying to empathize and, and ring with that. And then if someone's an action type person, um, not wasting their time, getting straight to the point but in all of this and again those are kind of the the pace system which is Ty Lopez's system and it actually is really really interesting for uh sales whether you like him or not it's a very very interesting system I use it it's the P A S E: practical action social and emotional and not only is this important to analyze other people but it's also important to analyze you so what are you and realizing that these things are not fixed these things are constantly changing so you can bring out your practical side, which would be kind of like accountants, more number based, or you can bring out your action side, which is more you know biased towards action, getting things done quick, not dilly dallying, or the uh, social side, which is someone that just likes being around people, not for any reason. They don't really have a motive. They're just an extremely social person. And then there's the emotional side, which is someone who is more empathetic, needs to attach things maybe with charity or maybe with um, a cause. So, really, what spin selling goes into is situation, which is basically getting straight to the facts, identifying difficulties, then problem questions, SP, get you to the heart of the matter, identifying dissatisfactions. So what what are the problems going on? And then implication questions, which are very, very important, kind of leveraging the previous two situation and problems, digging deeper into the real consequences of the problem. So once you understand the problems, what are the implications of those? And, and digging a little deeper with that. So maybe if someone says, uh, You know, let's say you uh, their situation is they don't have enough customers. The problem is that their marketing isn't working. Well, what are the implications of that? Maybe you know they're not going to be able to make next month's rent. Maybe they're not going to be able to pay their employees. They're going to have to lay them off. And then you go into need payoff questions. Provide the solutions to your offers. So the beauty of spin selling is basically you can tailor your need payoff questions. To what they say. So it's very important that at the end, you know, we'll get into this later with our benefits and how people kind of get thrown off with this. But um basically understanding that when you're when you're trying to get them to commit, when you're trying to get them to lock into the situation, if if they don't see the value in what you're selling, if they don't see the payoff, the need payoff, they're not gonna buy. You know, they have so many, I mean, there's tons of salespeople out there. Why should they buy from you? Well, if you basically are almost like a therapist, if you're someone that almost goes in like a doctor and goes, okay, what are, what's, what's the problem here? Like a surgeon and goes, okay, we're going to cut this out. We're going to implement this and make a tailored solution for them based off the situation, the problem, the implication, and then the need payoff. Then that ending pitch you will have an exactly tailored solution to what they need versus a lot of people that, again, go in with a one-size-fits-all solution. And uh, maybe that can work in very, very small sales. But when you get start getting in high-ticket things, which is really what spin selling is about, you know, you can't apply this to small sales, like things maybe under $100. But um, when you start getting into 1000 plus, you're really, really going to need more detail and more focus on the the individual's situation. So you can't just go, this is a one size fits all solution. No, 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 no. You have to tailor it to them. <clears throat> so, successful sales pitches have four main stages. You have the preliminaries, the investigations, the demonstration of capability, and the commitment. You need to research and get the answers that you need. Investigation makes or breaks most deals, so use it to make a connection. It is not about closing, especially in large sales. It is much more important to find exactly what the prospect needs. This includes implied needs and explicit needs. So, dig for implied needs and help the prospect understand that it is really an explicit need. The key to this is being a good listener. Listener. So when you're digging for implied needs, you need to realize, um, you basically, you need to uh, help the prospect understand that it's not an implied needs, it's an explicit need. Like if next month, they're not going to be able to pay the rent, they need to take action today. They can't put this off. They can't procrastinate on this. You know, if they are going to have to lay off an, a valued employee that they really like and that employee is going to lose their livelihood, they need to take action today. So, to truly understand the prospect's need, there are four vital areas you have to engage, which is spin, situation, problem, implication, need, payoff. And opening, um, basically, the opening line should focus much more on tone and setting rather than the traditional sales tactics of being overly chatty and robotic. Take a balanced approach to this. So, focus more on, you know, what's going on? Are Are you talking to them over the phone? Is this a planned meeting or is this just a random interaction? So you need to tailor it again, be adaptable. You can't just be the man with the hammer. So take the balanced approach with the opening thing. In the demonstration of capability stage, focus on advantages, benefits over features because features are just facts where benefits show exactly how a specific product or service can meet a specific need for your prospect, need payoff. This is why offering a tailored solution to your prospects, um, concerns, problems, and proactively answer objections by using implication and need payoff questions to to basically uh, to load a prospect to to lead a prospect to expressing needs explicitly. Now you can tailor benefits that meet specific needs, gaining trust. By treating the cause of the prospect's problem rather than the symptoms, you are far less likely to face objections. And this is very, very important because a lot of people kind of um, delay the objections and then at the end of the call or the meeting, they they get a no because of this. And in the beginning, this is very important, when implicating basically anything new, whether it be spin, whether it be uh, pitch, anything, any of these great sales book, um, it's important to implicate or implement one thing at a time and progress to the next one conf- or when you're confident in the previous. So before you decide a new behavior or strategy is effective for you, test it out at least three times. You can't just go into it and be like, oh, this is going to work every time. No, no, no. You have to test, 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 test. When practicing, prioritize quantity over quality. This is important, especially with um, spin. And when you're impl- Uh, basically trying out new things like spin. Um, It's important to do this in maybe lower risk situations. So if you're closing a $10,000 client, you probably shouldn't try this brand new way, this brand new approach. But if you're doing a smaller ticket sale, you can test this out or current clients. So basically you need to make a lot of mistakes rather than avoiding errors. So, you know, learning quickly, cutting down the the pace of... um, of learning so the synthesized lesson is traditional sales tactics can throw off large-scale sales implementing an adaptable innovative strategy is crucial focus on investigating the needs of your prospect be a problem solver so highly recommend you pick up a book this book um, spin selling by Neil Rackman thank you very much for listening this has been situation problem implication need payoff the best validated sales method approach today. Again, thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe. And until next time.